This is Abacus. I'm Bob the CPA. My guest today is Amber Setter. She's a CPA and certified professional coach. Today, she works at PwC, providing coaching through their Leadership Center of Excellence. We'll talk about how a coach can help you develop personally and professionally, why she moved on from technical accounting work to become a coach. The technical work wasn't for me. I could do it, but it, it really took a lot of my energy and it didn't have me feeling fulfilled. And the three things you need to know about yourself to grow personally and professionally. Where are you at today? Where do you want to be in the future? And how do you get there? All this coming up on Abacus. Let's go. Learn everything you need to know to have a successful and fulfilling accounting career. Whether you're on the partner track or you're making your own path, this is Abacus. Welcome back to another episode of The Abacus Show, where I bring together some of the smartest people I can find to share their experience and help you become a top performer. This is the final episode of season two, but I do have some good news for you. If you're looking for a job right now or considering a job search soon, you'll definitely want to check out the premium members only area of my site at cpatalent.com. I've created some great in-depth video training courses, downloadable templates, and workbooks to help you with the most difficult areas of your job search. So take a second today, go ahead and visit cpatalent.com slash members to see everything that's included, and you can watch the first lesson of most of the courses for free. So head on over and check it out. All right, that's enough for me. Let's get right into the interview with Amber Setter. All right, Amber, welcome to The Advocate Show. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. So today we're going to be talking a little bit about coaching and how that can help you in your career, no matter where you are and what stage of your career you're in. But I was hoping before we get into all that, if you could give us a little background of maybe your career story, how you got into coaching and what exactly a coach even is. Yeah, great, great question. So a little bit about my background. I would, I like to call myself a CPA who works with hearts and not numbers. So I started my career, got my undergraduate degree in accounting, uh, worked in assurance, worked in tax at a couple busy seasons and realized that the technical work wasn't for me. I could do it. I was smart enough, but it, it really took a lot of my energy and it didn't have me feeling fulfilled. So I sort of took a step back and I thought, well, what do I really like? What are some of the activities I enjoy? And um, being very involved at that time with Beta Alpha Psi as an alum, being involved in the firm's recruiting activities, that was the stuff that lit me up, really helping people, choosing the right career, the right line of service, you know, the right area for them to live in. And that's sort of what coaching is, is really helping people thrive in their lives and their careers. So that was my first career transition out of the accounting work. Um, I've held numerous roles in learning and development, including managing CPE and delivering employee onboarding programs, as well as soft skill or non-technical content. And through that, just really got more and more enjoying helping people thrive and helping people develop. And that's when I decided to enroll in a coach training program. So to your question, you know, what is coaching? It's, it's 
funny because I tell people that LinkedIn doesn't even know what coaching is. I don't know if you've got your profile up and LinkedIn sends you job matches. It has sent me opportunities to be a soccer coach, which is definitely not what I do. Um, But coaching is different than mentoring. I think a lot of times you hear coaching and that is a way in which we call coaching. And a lot of times in organizations, you have a career coach, but those types of relationships tend to really be about your performance and tend to be um, giving you feedback on the past, um, maybe talking about career opportunities, but there's a lot more mentoring and telling and professional coaching, whether you call yourself an executive coach. I work in a group called the Leadership Coaching Center of Excellence at PwC. And certified professional coaches have a process that's really designed to help somebody understand what's going on with them. You know, where are you at today? Where do you want to be in the future? And how do you get there? So the process of coaching is much more as coach. I am asking powerful questions. I reflect back to people what they're saying, what they're not saying, and then I help them stay accountable to what they want to do. Because a lot of times when we want to make big shifts forward and unleash our potential, we got to get out of our comfort zone and human beings don't like to be uncomfortable. So that's the real power of coaching. And so now that you, I know when you're on your own, you probably had a different way of finding clients, but now that you're within a large organization, how do you decide who you work with within the organization? Yeah, so it's, um, there's different approaches in different organizations. In PwC, again, I'm in the Leadership Coaching Center of Excellence. So we work with, um, in three primary programs. One is the Discover program. So if you go to the PwC website or you even research it, it's an award-winning program. I think it's fantastic because becoming a senior associate, I think, is a significant milestone. And it's also a really hard one to get to, you know, coming into working your first time professional job, being successful, working in a matrix reporting environment where you're not reporting to maybe just one manager, you've got multiple managers and multiple clients. So that particular program um, is one that every senior associate who's promoted gets to participate in. It's a reward and investment in their future, and they receive uh, one-on-one and group coaching in that. So I have clients that are um, assigned to me in that program. I'm also working in another milestone program for newly promoted managers in the firm. So similar to Discover, they experience one-on-one as well as group coaching. And then the third area that we work on is with high potentials in the firm. So those who are managers, senior managers, and directors. Um, There's a separate group who does partner uh, leadership or partner coaching, I should say. That's not the group I'm in. And with the high potentials, it's an application process in the organization. So the firm's best and brightest, we really want to even, you know, get them to be higher performing or higher thriving, happier, and reward them for their contributions through having a one-on-one leadership coach. Could you maybe walk us through a couple of the key differences or key questions you ask people to help them develop at the different levels, say maybe the senior, the discover program, or if you're working with a hypo hypo manager or something like that, what is the different uh, aspects that you're helping them improve on? Or does it change from person to person? Yeah. You know, it changes from person to person. And there's a part of me that even hesitates to label it, or I should say correlate it to certain levels. 
because something that I've noticed, you know, prior to being with PwC, I worked with a, a very high expertise firm with about 400 people in one region. And then I spent three years consulting to a variety of sized firms. And so a senior at one organization is totally different than a senior somewhere else. And that might even be true in the same organization. But I think some of the common themes that might come up is, you know, very early in one's career is how do I, how do I have it all? And having it all is different for different people. But I think sometimes, you know, people that gravitate towards accounting tend to be pretty smart people, pretty ambitious, um, hardworking and driven. Like those are the common threads. And those are the reasons why I've been in, you know, accounting, so to speak, my whole profession, because I, I love this kind of these same qualities that everyone in the profession has. It's always changing. It's a, it's a hardworking profession, likes to learn. And so because of that, like a lot of times when we start off self-included or others start in their career, they get so overly focused on work. And then one day they wake up and they're like, hmm, uh, I haven't seen my family or I don't have time to be in a relationship and, and someday I want to get married and, and have kids or, you know, I haven't taken care of my health. And so really early, it's like coaching people to have better, I would say, like boundary management, you know, like to be able to be show up as committed to the work and doing a good job, but to also take care of themselves because if they don't, they burn out. Um, and that's where I get really excited about Discover because I've seen so many people that like, you know, struggle at that senior associate level because they haven't learned how to self-regulate. Other, I think, things that really come up too is like transitioning from being a individual contributor to supervising others and then being responsible for more of the management of the engagement. So how do you get comfortable with the non-technical aspects of the job? You know, empowering others, delegating, loosening the reins and saying, okay, other people can do it just as good as I can. Um, might be hard sometimes for those people that are really good at what they do and thinking someone else can do this better than me. Uh, another common theme is how do you, you know, really deliver quality feedback that's empowering and doesn't stifle people. And so those are, you know, everything that I think I do as leadership coaches about the humanity of the worker, you know, how do you bring your full self and how do you help others be their whole self in the workplace? So that's really interesting to me because when I imagine a coach, I think of, say, a basketball coach teaching you how to the proper form to hit free throws. And I would think a business coach would almost be, here's this you know, specific accounting guidance you need to go learn and that kind of stuff. And you say you're focused almost more on all soft skills. Is that a conscious decision or did you just learn over the years that that's kind of what's helping people the most? Both. <laughs> um, you know, my, my progression, I don't, don't think I mentioned earlier, but when I decided I didn't want to do accounting work anymore, I was still sort of that accountant, you know, type A, love credentials, um, and had a real yearning to get a graduate degree. And so when I went looking for programs, you know, I was like, hmm, if I'm not going to get a master's in tax, what am I going to do? So then I went to MBA. And when I looked at MBA curriculums, I saw I'd have to take an accounting and finance course. And I thought, I don't want to learn any more about that. And frankly, probably a 
MBA accounting class isn't going to teach me anything that I haven't learned in a couple busy seasons. So that forced me to look, you know, in different places. And I ended up doing a master's in leadership. And I was learning things about organizational culture and behavior and, um, you know, taking classes on like, how do you how does one develop themselves consciously and how do you be mindful when you're developing a group? And that was a real catalyst for me because I saw that, you know, when I did my accounting program, I didn't learn about any of that stuff. I didn't understand organizational change or the dynamics that can be happening. And then when I started to shift my role into learning and development and managing CPE, there's not a lot of that either, you know? So that was for me very much a catalyst of like, wow, if I could bring the, these types of talk, topics to the accounting profession, that it would really be helpful. And so that's kind of become my mission, whether it's in my day-to-day work or my activity in the California Society of CPAs and, and the work that I did um, in my consulting business of training and coaching at that time. And you mentioned, I guess, learning how to help somebody develop themselves. And so short of working with someone like you one-on-one, are there any either quick or easy or high-impact ways that people can get started just developing that skill of improving themselves over time? Yes, there definitely is. I think the first thing is you really have to choose that you want to develop yourself. Um, in, In our culture, we don't really talk about adult development. But if you think about like when someone's going to have a child, you know, there's all these books, what to expect when you're expecting. And when a small child is developing, there's not intention. You know, they just, they move, they go from laying there to sitting up to crawling to walking. And it's just this biological thing that happens. But to develop as an adult, like we need to choose that we want to do it. We need to choose that we want something greater and stop and say, hey, who am I? What's working and what's not working? And so, you know, when I had a private practices coach, that's something that's really interesting in the sales cycle, because a lot of times when someone comes to hire me, it's usually like something's not working. And it doesn't mean that they're like failing and they don't have a job or, you know, life is a struggle, but they're just like, there's something more. I want something more. I want to reach another height. I want to have more happiness. And so it's conscious. So if someone doesn't want to work with a coach, it could certainly be through things like listening to a podcast. Um, It could be reading a book. It could be, you know, working with others in a setting where you're holding each other accountable to move your life forward and reach goals. So goal setting is a really simple way, but a lot of times in the coaching process, it's like examining when you set a goal for yourself and you don't achieve it. Why? I think that's the real, where the real transformation comes into place because there's ways in which we can get in our own way and have blind spots and coaching is, moving awareness to those areas that maybe we haven't looked that could be a blind spot. Do you have any frameworks you use for goal setting? For example, if I say my goal this year is to improve as a person and I get to the end of the year, it's really easy to pat myself on the back and say, yeah, I read a book. I, I accomplished that goal. Do you have any better ways of looking at it or setting goals yourself so that you can be held accountable? It's hmm. a good question. I mean, the first thing I, there's some simple goal setting stuff out there. You know, like when you said, I want to be a better person, well, better isn't specific, you know, like what is 
really specifically a better person look like to you? And there's ample resources out there from just a tactical goal setting perspective. But I think the real more magic to the kind of work that I do is helping people to understand, you know, what is the internal voice that's driving their action and being more observant to maybe some of the automatic behavior that they have. So what I mean by automatic behavior is if you think about, you know, when you're later on today, you're walking down the street and you come up to an intersection, you know, the very likely automatic behavior that all of us are going to do is we're going to look both ways before we step into the street and cross the street at that intersection. And yet when we go to an intersection of a one-way street, most often our same exact automatic behavior is to look both ways, even though we don't need to. So there we're being inefficient. And if an American goes to London and they go to step out into the street, they're probably going to look left and then look right instead of looking right and then left because traffic's on the opposite side of the street. And there you might be actually putting yourself in harm's way. And so that, yeah, we could do goal setting and that, that can make a shift, but to really unleash potential is to look at that and examine our automatic behaviors. Where are they protecting us? Where are they having us be inefficient? And where are they actually having us get in our own way or in a place of danger? Before I let you go, are there any other things we haven't talked about that you want to make sure our audience of accounting professionals know about? You know, one thing I think that has been when I had a private practice where I thought coaching was really working for people and making a huge difference was for people that were struggling to pass the CPA exam. So that is a pretty challenging goal for some individuals. You know, if you have the luxury of doing the exam and not working, you're probably going to pass. But if you look at all the data in terms of candidate performance, you know, the further away you get from school, whether it's the content area or because you're working and you have more life responsibilities, the harder it is to pass the exam. So that was an area that I was very surprised with a large, large portfolio of my coaching clients. So people would hire me when they were failing the exam. And I never talked to them about technical accounting topics. I was not a tutor. It was all about how do I help you stay accountable? How do I help you stay energized in the process? How do you build resiliency? Because sometimes for people, they've never failed an exam in their life. And they're up against this insurmountable task. So that's, a, I think, a really clear example of, wow, how could I help have a coach, you know, help me get through something that's a real struggle? And then as someone progresses in their career, you know, where else are you feeling like, man, I'm feeling I'm having a hard time. I either need to be accountable to get to the next level. I need more clarity because I don't even know where I want to go from here. I'm feeling perplexed. Um, Or where do I feel like maybe I could use some more resiliency or help in the non-technical areas of my job? And are you still currently working with clients outside of your firm or are you strictly in-house now? I'm strictly in-house now, but I have tons of coaches in my network. I even know a couple other people who have a background like myself that are CPAs and also coaches. 
um, that understand whether it's the CPA exam or how to thrive in a professional service environment that I'm happy to connect people with. If you reach out to me, I'm so committed to just having people thrive in their career and have a huge soft spot in my heart for those who are accountants. So I'd be happy to support people at any time with that. That's a great offer. What's uh, what's the best way for anybody to get a hold of you? Um, is it online on your website or LinkedIn or what do you prefer? Yeah, um, I you can go to my website right now. It's still live because I have not figured out how to get it down because I'm really not offering services through it. So it's out there. Um, LinkedIn, I'm on there. But if you connect with me on LinkedIn, my just request is put a specific reason why you want to connect with me. You can also reach out directly to me at PwC, which is amber.setter at pwc.com. Okay, I'll include links to all that in the show notes for this episode also if anybody's looking for it. Yeah, can I add one last thing I thought of? Oh, absolutely. The last thing that I would add is, you know, if you're thinking that you really want to hire a coach, that it would make a difference for you in your happiness, um, moving from surviving to thriving, uh, really just unleashing your potential, you know, I would encourage you to talk with someone. So a lot of coaches out there are willing to do introductory sample sessions. So you can understand what coaching is because, you know, like I said, LinkedIn doesn't even understand what it is and it's really an experience better lived. So if you're curious about it, consider just having a one-on-one sample session with a coach And then if you're like, wow, that was really impactful and it makes a difference for me, you know, the next hurdle is going to be the cost because honestly, it's expensive. And so you can consider, you know, partnering and having conversations with your employer. Maybe they're willing to pay the cost for you. A lot of times when I had my private practice, the company's paid for the employee to receive the coaching, or maybe the company decides to subsidize it. And, you know, the last thing is that if the company's not, you know, do a cost benefit analysis, you know, what is maybe you think, hey, I'm not willing to pay this amount of money each month, it seems pretty steep. But if you don't, you know, what's going to be the cost of your unhappiness? What's going to be the opportunity cost if you're not promoted? Um, For myself and my own journey, I initially had a coach before I became a coach, and it was definitely one of the best investments I ever made in myself. And so if you really want to rise to the top of performance and satisfaction, I think coaching can have a huge impact on your career and your life. And I do want to just emphasize, you said both performance and satisfaction, which I think a lot of people just want the performance and then they think of the satisfaction and the wellness as an afterthought. And then that ends up being where a lot of the value is. So definitely look into coaching if it's something you think you uh, are interested in. Thank you. All right, Amber, this is great. Thank you so much for coming on and uh, looking forward to talking to you again sometime. Sounds good. Thank you. If you're interested in learning more about Amber or coaching, or you just want to connect and say hi to her, you can find links to all that over at the show notes for this episode at abacusshow.com slash 210. As always, thanks for listening. If you like this episode, go ahead, tell your friends, because the greatest compliment you can give me is a referral, either in person or share it on the web. 